Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 20, and you can listen to all our previous episodes on animationforadults.com. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, or podcast.com. And I am Chris, and I am joined this week by just one of my fellow writers, and that's Dan. Hello, Dan. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since, well, it's been two weeks <coughs> since we last recorded the show, um, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, because of, it's like the Thanksgiving weekend in America, and so all the other writers are off doing other We stuff. must be the only media outlet putting out content this weekend, so <laughs> that's something. Yeah, see, so you just got the, just got us keeping the British end up here, yeah, woo, so sorry about that. How British is that? I'm apologising already. <laughs> um, yeah, 20 episodes. That That's a thing. We're done. Yeah. That feels like a bit of a milestone. An achievement yeah. that we've done. Yeah, so what is that? Pa- paper? Is that paper? Or is that... T- t- no, that's, that's weddings. Um, yeah. I think paper's 10. Yeah, I don't know. We've just done 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... That's us done, right? Bye. We've made it. <laughs> we're over. Bye. No, we're going to keep going. Uh, so, um, I think we should. Yeah, we um, we have we have lots we have lots of like cool things planned as well. So yes, we do, and we've got lots of episodes in the works of ideas, and you're going to get all sorts of different episodes. And if this is your first episode, you don't normally just get the two of us. You normally get some other people as well, and makes it sound more American and more feminine and yeah and it's just just us this week Um, it's just just dads this week yeah sorry Um, I should probably stop apologising for it just being us (laughs) maybe no it's fine it's fine let's let's get let's get down to it yeah this week uh, because there's only two of us we're not going to do even attempt to do like a major topic we're just going to talk about some of the news and stuff that has happened since we last recorded um and there's been quite a few big things happening actually um so definitely worth talking about and then um later on we're going to have a little talk about some things we've been watching um i've got a quick uh, review of the good dinosaur coming up yeah which i managed to run out and watch yesterday and uh and if you you've you've been watching a few other things, haven't you, Chris? I certainly have. Some good, some not quite so good. Save it, save it. <laughs> but I'm not going <laughs> to give it away. Um, okay, so it has been announced that the series on Disney XD Gravity Falls is going to come to an end. It's ending with like a three part event. Oh right. And the second, the first one aired. Um, earlier in the month or early last month I think mm-hmm. sometime last month <laughs> uh, the second one aired like just this past Monday and then it's, there's going to be just one more episode uh, which is going to be I think a feature length episode as well um, and that is going to air at a date so far not to be announced a date still to be announced at the moment um, but I believe it's going to be sometime early 2016 so not even before Christmas um, but 
is kind of surprising news because it's a popular series and it's got a big fan base and you'd think it would be able to run for a while but it's ending but it's not being cancelled is the important thing it is ending because the creator Alex Hirsch decided that's what, that was his vision he's got an ending in mind and it's all being ended on his own terms which is very good actually it's a miracle it's, 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 it's excellent I've not seen too much of it, um, but I get the impression that like it's a very um, would the word be serialized? Like the, the story continues, and there there are arcs and things change, and there are sort of consequences. I've um, I've also not seen a lot of it. I've watched the first few episodes of the first season, and it start the way it starts off is not really too serialized they're sort of mm-hmm. recurring elements or characters or whatever but from what i hear it becomes much more much more serialized particularly in season two um right i just think that's worth that's worth mentioning because it's kind of um breaking the expectations of what like a cartoon can do yeah and supposedly obviously we're two people who haven't seen any of this. So yeah. this is, this is yeah. great. Um, well, the the benefit of that is that people listening, we're not going to spoil anything because we literally can't. No. But at some point in the future, Rachel and Jill will discuss it and you'll be able to hear their thoughts and everything on it. But for now, you're just going to hear us. Mm. Well, now it's ending. I'm quite tempted to just catch up. Knowing that it's uh, only two series, I can jump in and just like do it over a weekend or something thing is it's apparently it's not very easy to find um i it hasn't been released like on on like blu-ray or dvd or anything at the it's moment. It, yeah it's kind of it's sporadically on disney uk i think or disney xd uk um i don't think it's on the itunes store in in the uk no and it, it's weird because it's you're in a situation now because of the sort of collapse of the DVD market basically um, not everything gets released on box sets these days and you're used to that happening you're like oh, I'll just wait for the box set and now it might not happen I mean if the if Simpsons has cancelled the season box sets there's not really much hope for anyone else is there? True I mean it's the idea that they're, they're trying to with the Simpsons at least is uh they're trying to get people to buy it digitally, like on iTunes or something. Maybe I don't know. I'd imagine that would be the reason, right? But those boxes are great because of all the commentaries and stuff. Hmm. Uh, yeah, those the, the commentaries are excellent. That's something that I'm kind of lamenting in general about the death of like DVDs and Blu-rays. It's extras. They're bloody brilliant. They are. <laughs> Yeah, well, Gravity Falls, anyway. Yes. Yeah, um, it's coming to an end, and it's ending on the creator's terms, and that is a very rare thing, and is kind of awesome, even though, obviously, a lot of people are going to be sad that it's ending, but, you know, it could have gone on for years and become a shadow of its former self, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen. It's going to end, and what that's not something that happens very often, where the creator gets to end it when they want to. Um, and No, and it kind of implies that 
like Disney have a lot of faith in Alex Hirsch and very, and very, you know, they must be, I, you know, they are put just a bit with the mm-hmm. success. Um, so I doubt this is like, you know, this is not the last we've heard of him and he's probably developing something already. But one thing I will say is that I think it, it makes sense to end it because the setup of the thing is that it's a summer. So mm. if that summer ran for, for, well, that also happened with Phineas and Ferb. I think that's supposed to be a summer. And what did that run for? Eight years or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's uh... you can mess more time in animation, but I think he in his his statement was really cool. His um, announcement, mm-hmm. um, one of the things he said was, "What makes childhood so special is that it ends," or something along those lines, which was poignant stuff. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does next, definitely. And I also looking forward to being able to catch up and actually seeing because I've heard weird things about these final episodes they're supposed to be pretty insane and mind blowing and really pushing the envelope so we shall see um, and there was uh, actually Gravity Falls also after the announcement it then won a children's BAFTA um, for the best international program for children so that was good as well Mm. Um, and as I remember, the none of the animated films got the best film. That went to Paddington instead, which is also a very charming. What were the animated films that were nominated? Can you remember? Inside Out and <laughs> um, okay, so so that must have, so that was like more of a <clears throat> okay. That was that's it. okay. Something about that seemed a little bit like a pat on the back for the British film industry. That yeah, but they could have also patted the back of Sean the sheep, but they didn't. But De- yeah, definitely yeah. But Paddington is is actually a really lovely film. It's so. it's brilliant. I was really surprised by that. Very sweet. And the uh, but the Kids Choice Award, uh, you never guess where that went to. Um yeah, Midians. Yeah. Obviously, was there any 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 doubt really ever? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've probably covered Gravity Falls. Have we? It's ending. Yeah, yeah I, we can't really say anything. No, uh, because we sure. don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, it. I really admire the fact that they're choosing. You know, they're bringing it to an end out of choice rather than anything else. Because that's the kind of thing, like a lot of, you often get with like more of the British mod or whatever, rather than. Yeah, they've done an office. They've done a Forty Towers. Yeah, it is. We're just yeah. going to do two seasons, and that's it. Yeah, um, but 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 also it kind of um, it's like a gesture of Disney being more interested in making television than making a franchise and money, mm-hmm. because they're 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 really putting the show first there. Well, we'll say that at least until next week they announce, hey, Gravity Falls the next generation, or a new Gravity Falls is starting next week with no involvement. Oh, it's a spin-off series. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I hope it's indicative of them investing in Alex Hirsch 
Yeah, let's see. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, got a couple of trailers came out this last week, including the second trailer for Disney Zootopia, also known as Zootropolis. Which for no reason. In the UK. For copyright <laughs> reasons, Dan. For copyright for reasons. For copyright reasons. I don't understand. I mean, that's... Disney could pretty much win any lawsuit they wanted. And I surely it's just more work to change the title. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's just what's happened. <laughs> okay. Um, there's something in the UK called Zootopia. All I can think of is that it was the name of the zoo and the Mighty Boosh, I think. But that won't be it. <laughs> It's probably a business. Well, the, the, the trouble or with like, titles as well is all the promotional material is going to be like confusing because people watch trailers online. Yeah. So they'll see about they'll hear about a movie called Zootopia coming out because all of the online news articles, uh, all the online news outlets will be sharing the US trailer. I wonder if it in the in the film the the city is called Zootopia, and if in the UK film, the city is going to be called Zootopia or Zootropolis, because that would be a, uh, even extra work. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it doesn't always line up because I saw a trailer yesterday in the cinema for the uh, what the hell is it called here? Snoopy and Charlie Brown, a Peanuts movie. Yes. And the voiceover just said the Peanuts movie. Yeah, they're not going to. I was presenting money. the title for something. That sounded different. Anyway, so there was a Zootopia trailer. Yes, and this is the second trailer. The first trailer didn't have any footage from the film. It was that weird trailer where they're going, "Hey, there's talking animals in this movie." Isn't that weird? <laughs> Everyone went. It was like an announcement trailer. No, that's not that weird. We've <laughs> we've, we've seen animated movies before. Hey guys, have you heard about anthropomorphism before? No, no, I've never heard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well this is in a similar vein to the trailers for um Finding Dory and for the first trailers for Big Hero Six and the first trailers for mm-hmm. um I think Frozen had a similar it's just like a little clip from the film rather than an actual normal trailer, which is interesting because it gives you a a sort of feel for the mood and the characters yeah. and stuff, but doesn't give anything away, really. Um, no, it doesn't. It's yeah, it's quite cool. You just get like a sense of the world and a sense of the the film's like rhythm. But yeah, exactly. You don't get um, like a beat by beat setup of the first act like, yeah. or anything like that. Or scenes from the third act, as most trailers feature these days. Well, you just just wait for like the third trailer. Well, <laughs> well, what I was going to say is. This first trailer or second trailer, you can pretty mm-hmm. much just go, yeah, I want to see that, and then not watch any of the other trailers that come out because they'll give away much more if you want to sure. go in unspoiled. Sure. Unless you know you're sort of the um, lead writer on an animation website, in which case you might have to watch the trailers anyway to write about them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this trailer features the main characters of um, Nick Wilde, who's the fox, and um, Officer Hops, I can't remember, Judy Hops. Yes, who is a rabbit in the police, and they are going to... Is it the DVLA? Or a post office, or something? Um, it, it's it's something... Yeah, it's like a... It's a... It's um, 
it's like a government um building that we just don't have here. I think the, um, yeah, I, I think the joke is that the DVLA is supposed to be really slow, so all the staff there are slow. Slots. Sure, sure. And it's kind of joke that us in our... Oh, the, it's, called the, sorry, yeah, it's, they, it's called the DMV. DMV, America. oh yeah. Not the DVLA, um, whatever that is. What am I talking about? That's... I'm, I'm not sure what the DVLA is. It sounds... Is that the UK equivalent, maybe? Um, maybe yeah, it's... yeah, it, yeah, it kind of is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, the DMV. I don't know, I don't drive, I don't have to deal with this. No, neither <laughs> do I. Talk. Um... um but... Yeah, the yeah the the joke is that these places feel so feels like you're in there for a hundred years, and it's like they're run by sloths. And in this, they all are run by sloths. Aha! Hey. Uh, and they talk very slowly. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could say the joke's kind of obvious, but I liked it. <laughs> oh no, it's really fun. It's yeah, funny. It's great. I like um. I I, I I was saying before that it seems like Disney have this quite nice cycle of they'll have like a light fun movie and then kind of something that tries to be a bit more awardsy and prestige like it's gonna sell dresses in the Disney store more um, and I really like these fun movies I think of things like Wreck-It Ralph mm-hmm. and um, I think Bolt's kind of one of them like that. I'm not sure. But anyway, it looks um looks funny, yeah. And the animation's really, really great as well. And there's some amazing like facial expressions on the slope. Um Oh yeah, you can tell they're having a blast. Yeah. I mean the the animation in in recent Disney movies has just been out of this world. It really has. And and um I, yeah. You can just tell they're just really gonna milk it for what it's worth. It's obviously gonna have a lot of goofy animal jokes, and that's okay. Even though I have, <laughs> you know, I I did complain about them in BoJack Horseman, and then sort of come round. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna get in the way. No, um, and it's obviously gonna have fun with relationships between animals who are natural enemies and stuff. Like yeah, that. and and I I still part of me still thinks and I um I remember my first thoughts about the movie was like where is it going to go? And I think they're probably going to lean into that quite heavily. The uh, thematics of um you know parallels with race and cultures and things like that. Yeah. Well, uh Zootopia trailer. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was another trailer I saw actually. Um I saw it at the cinema. Um, uh, yesterday before the good dinosaur, um, for a a Spanish uh, animation which I haven't uh, heard of until seeing the trailer. I didn't realise you'd seen that at the cinema. Sorry, I didn't realise you'd seen that at the cinema. Yeah, it was the first time I'd heard of it. So it's getting a UK release, obviously. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Sorry, um, and it is. It's called Capture the Flag. Um, and it's a sort of. Hmm. It's like a kids' movie about uh, a mission into space. 
I think onto the moon. Okay. Is is that right? Uh, it, it it had like um, it, uh, a kid's grandpa who was supposed to be on the last flight to the moon. Uh-huh. Um, was not, and he kind of presented it or something, and and they basically they build a rocket to get. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Here's 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 a here's a synopsis. Um, inspired by the 1960 space race, it's about an adventure to the moon. Um, there's a ruthless billionaire who wants to colonize the moon as part of his clean energy business. Um, but our our heroes have snuck aboard the rocket. Okay. Um, and it was released in Spain on in August and. Uh, Europe gets the rest of Europe gets it in January sometime. Ah. Um it's from it's from the director um Enrique uh, Gatto who scored the biggest ever box office haul for a Spanish animated movie with uh, Tad the Explorer. I've seen that like on I've seen the the mm. like the cover of that or yeah. I've seen it on Netflix and places like that. Yeah. I didn't realize that was Spanish. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise it was Spanish either, actually. Uh, but actually, because I'm pretty sure the lip sync was English. I'm pretty sure the lip sync matched. So I'm not sure how that works. Um, they made it in English originally. <laughs> it wouldn't completely surprised me uh, because I have seen things for which that's the case um, smaller films mm-hmm. uh, so I, I don't I don't know but um, anyway it looks it looks fine uh, it doesn't look too it looks fun um, but it doesn't look too too, too special to me it, it, it looks like it's very much a kids movie, mm-hmm. um, and I, 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 I that sounds kind of derivative. That sounds a bit unfair, but um, it, it looks like it's just trying to entertain ten year olds. There's a there's like a a very uh, strong sense that the main character is like a vehicle for ten year old boys who want to go to the moon and want to have a cool granddad and want to have a have a uh, a girl follow them around and kind of have a crush on her and do, do, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, yeah. It looks fine. There's a place for films for ten year olds. Definitely, yeah. Not every film has to work on several different levels, but obviously, the best the best films that are aimed at ten year olds will be mm-hmm. will, will be good for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But well, but it's it, 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 it is surprising that there was an animated. I'm usually quite on the ball about animated films coming out, and you know, to see the trailer reel before um, Good Dinosaur yesterday have a couple of surprises was was uh, was new. Yeah, basically the fact that someone who's engaged in the animation industry in quite a big way can the fact that there's enough animation being produced that stuff can completely fly under your radar I think kind of shows you how ac- 
active the industry is globally at the moment? Yeah, I mean? certainly. Um, yeah, it does. It seems like it's. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I wish it would do a little more to undermine. And and don't don't get me wrong, it is it is slowly but surely happening. Just do a little bit more to undermine the idea that it's a genre. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next bit of the news, and that is some news related to DreamWorks Animation. The fact that they are going to be teaming up with somebody from outside the world of animation for the, a future film, and that is none other than Edgar Wright. I was so surprised and so excited when this news came out. Um, because it's, it's just too good to be true. <laughs> like lots of Edgar Wright's, um, like lots of announcements about what Edgar Wright signed on to do. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not completely, uh, I'll, 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 I'll be excited proper when there's a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> and I know it's definitely happening. Um, yeah, and he he's also a co co writing it with uh, David Williams. Yes, David uh, David Williams, who is a if you don't know, he is a British comedian and writer and actor um, who is probably best known still for um, Little Britain, which was a big successful comedy series with him and uh, Matt Lucas uh, but he is also recently he's been having quite a lot of success um, as an author for children he's done a ton of books that have sold really well and a couple of them have been adapted for uh, for TV so that sort of makes sense in that sense but Edgar Wright's never done a kids movie before um, oh that's a good point Yeah, I didn't even think of it like that Although I think it may not be the second, no, may not be the first kid film he's done by the time it comes out, because he is also doing an adaptation of one of Neil Gaiman's kids' books called Fortunately the Milk, um, which is going to have some animated elements in it as well, apparently. Oh right, I um, see. Yeah, he's got so much on his plate. Okay, right. He's got um, Fortunately the Milk. Baby Driver, which is going to be his next film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also uh, adapting Grasshopper Jungle. What's that? I don't know. It's a <laughs> sci-fi. I think it's a sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, I, know, I just know that I'm very uh, anxious about all of these projects he has announced because... Uh, because... <laughs> Ant-Man. Well, Ant Man and, and lots of um, yeah, lots of projects that he has been attached to and haven't really you know come 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 about yet. Anyway, so um, I think it's it's actually perfect because Edgar Wright is a director who, as a live action director, has always had a really strong um, cartoony. Uh, sense about oh, yeah, totally. action. Um, even if you like go back to space, like, there's so mm-hmm. many funny jokes that are just like pratfalls or stage or, or, or jokes that are funny because of the way they've been staged. Um, and he is actually, he's really meticulous. He, um, 
he storyboards everything himself, actually, with, with himself and also with the help of, um, I think, his brother, uh, mm-hmm. Oscar Wright, who is actually an animator. Uh-huh. So, and, 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 um, yeah, Edgar Wright is really interested in animation anyway, uh, and he has been for a long time, and he's used animation here and there, um, a lot in his films, um, and in music videos and things. So, I, he, I'm confident he understands animation and how to use it, uh, you know, as a director. So, I'm, I'm really, uh, interested in, uh, and what's going to happen with this? It's definitely going to be a while because it sounds like it's not even in production yet. And animated films take a good four years at least. Yeah, well, it's not on DreamWorks's um, like schedule at the moment. Exactly. The next, next few years. Um, for people who don't know, um, DreamWorks did have a film called Me and My Shadow in development for ages that was apparently going to have um, sort of combine CG animation with 2D animation because Shadow would be done as oh right yeah as, as a as a 2D thing and a lot of people were very excited about the concept of this and everything and when they did their like restructuring where they basically threw out a bunch of films off the schedule and stuff and make to when they weren't doing so well financially they were sort of looking at you know making more sure things i think like their big franchises um mm. and the sort of films that are a bit more out there were sort of put on the back burner and this one was one and this is apparently not exactly the same idea it is something to do with shadows but it is a new concept that um Edgar Wright and um um David Williams have come up with I'm I'm so intrigued because also Edgar Wright is a brilliant writer mm-hmm. in in his own right. He um he, all, all of his movies that he's written are just easily the best structured, the funniest things to have come out in the last fifteen years. If you can't tell, we're quite big Edgar Wright fans. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's been one of my favorite directors. Like, yeah, I, ever since um. Like, Shaun the Dead was coming out. Yeah. And then I found out about Spaced. And I watched Spaced, like, obsessively. Then <clears throat> I had it on my PSP, and I was just watching it all the time. Yeah, I watched Spaced when it was on, and then and then um, we found out about Shaun the Dead, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I was too young to see Shaun the Dead at the time. <laughs> and then it came out, and, uh, yeah, like, I think I, I begged my mum to buy it for me on DVD. And then, yeah, it just became my favorite thing. And, uh, yeah, so I think, I, I, but I, I really think that he is a perfect match for animation because, because of his, um, like very theatrical, quite cartoony sensibilities anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hot Fuzz is a, a cartoon and well, and, and so is, um, uh, Got Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's it, I'm really excited because <laughs> I never expected it to happen. Uh, interesting DreamWorks going to non-animation people. This is very interesting indeed. Although um, they have 
Guillermo del Toro's been working with DreamWorks in some sense for a while, hasn't he? Um, he's like, oh, really? He's produced several of their films and like like had consultant role or something like that on some of them as well. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, it'd be amazing if they'd actually get him to direct something, but he's quite busy with all the films that are never going to happen. Um, oh. <laughs> that sounds harsh, but I want them all to happen, but he can't catch a break. No, I, yeah. He's, he's destined to be that guy. He's... He's this this generation's Terry Gilliam. Oh, oh man, that's that's sad. <laughs> yeah. So, as this isn't me and my shadow apparently, but it's something to do with shadows. And he Edgar Wright said that he came up with the when he heard the idea of shadows, he just came up with the idea, and he could see the type that the poster and the opening sequence <laughs> which is encouraging and I want to know more now but obviously we won't know for quite a long time <laughs> so obviously we'll report more when we know um, and we'll just be waiting along with you all uh, moving on to some more news um, and that is that Hey Arnold the Jungle movie has been confirmed uh, which this would be really good to have Jill here as the expert on Hey Arnold because um, this was apparently going to be the end of the Hey Arnold series was going to end with a feature that would um, have him find his lost parents or something I have to say I'm not <clears throat> all that familiar with Hey Arnold I watched it no like, nor am I I watched it like I, f- I think it was on like ITV Children's mm-hmm. ITV like, was. in the 90s, like, vaguely, and I watched a bit of it, but I, I, I was never, like, you know, overly enamoured with it, to be honest. I know. Same, it never super appealed to me either. I know that's... I didn't get it. And I have discovered that there is quite a fervent fan base still for Hey Arnold, based on how successful Jill's article about the Jungle movie possibly happening <laughs> was. Mm. It's like been sitting at the most popular thing on the site for ages and just like hundreds of people every day coming on and reading it <laughs> it's and so it, it's it will be so strange if it does happen because essentially it will be a I, I guess they kind of did this with the spongebob movie but it will be a movie made for people who are probably old enough to see like r-rated movies 18 rated movies Mm-hmm. It will be a movie for that audience. That will be a kids' movie. That will probably be rated like you. It's going to be a TV movie. It's a TV movie. It's a TV movie. TV movie now. It was originally. Oh, and this is part of Nickelodeon's initiative of resurrecting a bunch of their old franchises, um, like from the nineties and stuff. Um, yeah, because the, the, I mean, um, I can't speak like to you know creatively what they're up to but it seems like they have trouble getting a hit franchise going or they have recently yeah at least um so yeah i mean it's kind of a shame that they are so desperate as to resurrect you know things from the 90s like that 
Unless, of course, you're a massive Hey Arnold fan, in which case you're going, yes, it's finally happening. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can understand that. I can also understand being a massive fan of something and not, not wanting anyone to touch it. I'm just going on the excitement I've seen online of people. <laughs> okay, okay. People seem very excited about this development, so. And I don't really have a lot to say about it because I like. No, nor do, no, nor do I really beyond what I've, what I've just said there because I didn't. I didn't really watch. It. I think I turned over when Hale came on. Yeah, I think and and Ed and Eddie. I was just like, okay, well, this is. And I had friends who really liked it, but it just never appealed mm-hmm. to me. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, Baker. Jill's not here because <laughs> <laughs> she would tell you, she would fill you out all the details and tell you why that's great news. But we can't really. <laughs> um. I think that's about it for news. Cool. We covered quite a lot. Yeah. Um, time to talk about some stuff we've watched in a minute. But before that, I'd just like to say the holidays are coming up, as you, the Christmas period. I noticed. Um, yeah, I saw uh, uh, some lights in the in the, in the town centre had changed, and like there was like a a triangle sort of shaped tree. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a thing they're doing now. It's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's, it's been coming in recently. Um, if you happen to be doing some Christmas shopping, and uh, you might be doing it online, such as via Amazon, uh, you could always um, go via some affiliate links on animationforadults.com, and then you'll be sort of buying a double present, because you'll be buying a present for your loved one, and also supporting your favourite animation website and podcast. And you can also find other ways that you can help support us um, by visiting the page that says Help Us. That will show you different ways you can help with getting free trials and stuff. And even by donating directly to the site or the podcast if you like and feel generous and am able to. And we'd be very grateful. Plug over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, so we're going to talk about some stuff we've been watching. Um, do you want to just kick off with The Good Dinosaur? Sure. All right. Well, I saw The Good Dinosaur, which is uh, the second Pixar movie of this year, which mm-hmm. it sounds crazy to say. Um, uh, famously, it's had quite a publicized production history. Um, it's It was delayed like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in which there was a complete overhaul of the story and John Lithgow used to be in it and he was taken out and, um, and the, uh, the, the, the film's director was replaced. Originally it was going to be, um, directed by Bob Peterson, who's, uh, something of a Pixar veteran. He's been like a story artist there since, uh, I'm pretty sure since the beginning and co-director of Up, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah, co-director of Up and um, Voice of Doug in Up as well. Uh, <laughs> and he's, um, and he was, uh, you know, he's just been a big part of, like, Pixar stories um, for years and years. He had a big part in, uh, like, developing uh, Finding Nemo and things like that. Um, and his, like, central idea was, uh, w- what if the... Uh, 
the, the meteorite that killed off the dinosaurs had missed. And, um, things were just allowed to, evolution was allowed to take its course. Um, and then what happened was, it was kind of, so what happens is, films get their directors replaced a lot. You just don't tend to hear about it as much. And the reason that everyone knows about this is because it was Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think that's kind of like worth mentioning. Um, because at the end of the day, you just have to take the film on its own terms. Because, you know, I'm sure the director was replaced in service of making a better film. Um, anyway, uh, Pete Stone was, uh, was brought on board. Pete Stone was, uh, an animator who, and I think a storyboard artist who was, um, brought to Pixar by Brad Bird, um, with his, like, Iron Giant alumni team, uh, when they made The Incredibles and he, uh, Pete Stone was an animator on The Incredibles and Ratatouille, um, I I think Pete Stone was the voice of um, uh, Remy's brother in uh, in Ratatouille as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he's he's and he also uh, directed the short uh, um, Partly Cloudy that came with up. Aha, that was good. Yeah, exactly. So you know his time was like was was now to uh, to to step up to the feature directing plate um and yeah it was it was the good dinosaur so as with every pixar movie beforehand there's a short and the short that came with uh, the good dinosaur is called sanjay super team um which is a really lovely uh short um that's a personal story um uh, uh, directed by Sanjay Patel, who has been a Pixar um, artist for a while. He's he's been there for like twenty years actually, um, and it's a very personal story about. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's, it's basically about the a kid who is torn between a culture that he finds exciting and involving and the culture that his father is trying to um, uh, welcome him into and make him uh, a part of. Uh, and it's, it's basically playing on the idea of superheroes and gods and how this little boy finds the sort of excitement and all of the things that make superheroes appealing to him, he finds them in what he expects to be the most boring place, which is his religion. Mm. These sort of like Hindu gods, Vishnu, Hanuman, and Durga, uh, become like superheroes in his mind. And it's, it's a very, it's a very sort of like lovely story about how, um, how the boy and his father sort of get a little bit closer. Cool. And and he embraces his religion. Um which is really cool because Pixar are not the best when it comes to uh 
representing other cultures or diversity culturally. Um, no. Their staff might well reflect it, but their films do not. And I think that's kind of where it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but something really interesting happened in the cinema when I was watching it. Um, there was a young couple behind me uh, who couldn't have been older than 20. Um, and uh, uh, the, the, the woman uh, said... Because there's there's a sequence in the film where um, uh, Sunday's father is 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 praying, and he has his shrine, and he's lighting a, a candle, and he's ringing a bell, and he's praying with his hands together, and he's uh, he's 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 chanting. She said, "Oh, this is really racist." <laughs> Which, I mean, and she was, she was a white girl. And it really, I found it so, um, interesting. And because it, it, it was almost like she was saying, just because another culture, and I understand why she said it, because she was, I mean, she was trying to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it, 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 it was it was just it was interesting to me because it's kind of um it kind of hints at something of a tipping point where I worry that there might be a generation of kids who think just because of another culture is being represented that it is racist because it's this cultural appropriation obsession thing isn't it? Where... Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. Where, where, where there's there's such a um, uh, sensitivity towards other cultures and respecting other people's cultures that you don't even involve yourself with them because you say that's not my culture, that's not my place to do these things. As it happens, the film actually ends with um, a message saying this is a true story and a picture of the director. Um, and his father comes on screen, and I feel like they kind of really wanted to make it clear this was made by an Indian. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a great short, and it's uh, it's really exciting actually. It's, it's very atmospheric. Um, I'm interested if uh, if uh, Sanjay Patel is. Uh, going to make anything more Pixar because I, I really like the voice of the film I, I think I think that film might that short might have even got its own art book it's been quite yeah it, yeah. Um, so Patel actually um, had an art book out uh, a couple of years ago oh my goodness uh, and um his artwork is is beautiful in itself. It's very um, precise and uh, graphic. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah, I can certainly see why it had its own art book. It has a very unique um, style. Cool. So, um, on to the main feature. <laughs> um, good dinosaur. So. I'm trying to review this in its own terms and ignore the production history. 
and also to an extent ignore the fact that it, it was preceded by Inside Out. Okay. Because Inside Out was so innovative and quick and smart and just bursting full of life. Um, and it's really hard uh, to, and I, uh, it's it's in many ways kind of smart to zig after you've zagged. Mm-hmm. The big, uh, the I want to call it the big dinosaur. <laughs> He's pretty big, um, but the the good dinosaur is actually um, couldn't be more different to Inside Out in lots of ways. It it is hard. It it it, it kind of. Um, it really wants to be a simple, wholesome story, simply told. Um, and it is that, and that's kind of also its problem, is that it's kind of a little bit too simple and a little bit too um, familiar for its own good. Uh, I'm not going to give away the plot because you know the plot if you've seen the trailers, unfortunately. <laughs> um uh so yeah what what is what else is there to say about it i mean at its best it, it it could almost come alongside something like bambi or dumbo um not least in how it has like a really weird um like surreal moment where they discover fermented fruit and have a little bit of a trip um which is quite surprising um in in how it's kind of about uh a young creature coming of age somewhat and overcoming fear um, as they walk through nature. Um, and it's kind of been compared in, in other reviews to The Jungle Book or The Incredible Journey or or Lion King. Um, but I, I think my biggest problem is, actually, when the film started, I quite liked it um, because it was so quiet and gentle and I was ready for... Um, a quieter, gentler film, and and the storytelling is still top notch. Like visually, um, it has uh, all of the precision and care that like Pixar movies have. It's just that it doesn't really add up to much. It's, it's it's no greater than the sum of its parts, really. And there's there's nothing that really happens after the first act. Um, in terms of story beats, which is a surprise. You know how, um, Frozen, you know, is, is all about love and you, and then you get to the end of Frozen and, and, it, and it says, oh, actually we're talking about true love as in, uh, two love between sisters. And, and, and the ending kind of offers something that is, um, that gives a new perspective. Um, and Wreck-It Ralph does something similar where, all the time he's rejecting being the villain and then in the end the perspective changes and he he decides that in fact I'm okay, it's okay to be the villain and and he actually recites, you know, something from earlier on in the movie but he's saying it with a new um, importance, a new perspective and there's nothing that Good Dinosaur really does which is like that it's very, very um, safe in terms of its story, which is not in itself a bad thing. Um, I think when you think of something like um, Princess Kaguya, 
which is, I think, a really successful uh, attempt at a folktale simply told, but imbued with the uh, psychology that films kind of demand. There's nothing like that in The Good Dinosaur. It, it kind of wants to stay um, as simple as possible. But the problem with that is that it doesn't really give you a great insight into what makes these characters particularly unique. Um, in fact, the thing that it reminded me of the most wasn't any other film, but it was... Have you ever played Journey? No. On PS4. It reminded me of Journey in, in, in the same, in the same way that, uh, uh, Journey is a game which is, uh, simply that, a journey. And there is no dialogue and there is no, um, the story is all told in this very, um, symbolic way. And it's, and it's kind of telling the story through elements, through like, through rain and snow and, and lighting. And it kind of reminded me of Journey in how it was this very, very simple, familiar, quite conventional story told through purely images. And in fact, that, that's one of the best parts of the film is that, you know, the middle section, um, and it isn't, and what I liked about it was that it didn't draw attention to itself. The middle section is, is mostly dialogue free. Um, because you have this relationship between, um, Arlo, who's this, uh, this sauropod, and, um, Spot, who's this, like, feral, um, human boy. And because they don't really talk, um, with one another, everything is conveyed, um, like in pantomime through, through, uh, through expressions and, and things like that. So, I mean, and that stuff's all done really, really nicely. Um, it's just that when it gets like the second half of the film, not too much develops, which is just frankly, um, kind of disappointing. And, and it's, and it's, it's really tempting to, to think about, you know, why that is in terms of like the production. I mean, I, I think incidentally that um, when the film was being developed, the fact that humans and dinosaurs were coexisting was really played up. And that's been completely taken out of the film now. And it's very, um, the, the only human you see, um, for them generally is, is, um, is Spot. So there's not too much about the, the premise, which has really been carried through apart from dinosaurs looking slightly weirder than they should hmm. um so yeah i mean yeah uh, in conclusion it's 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 quite disappointing for me um and and that is to say that i d- i didn't um i so- i enjoyed myself when i was watching it it didn't bring me to tears it didn't um which which sounds like a uh a very high bar, but Pixar have set themselves a high bar. So you kind of expect that. And th- there was no point at which I really felt it was surprising me on that level emotionally. 
um, which is which is frankly a, a shame because when the film opened, it, I gasped because it's stunning to look at visually. It's it's a triumph for them um, because mm-hmm. there there is really meticulous like attention to detail um, with how nature is depicted, mm-hmm. which is in fact really important to the story because it's about how. Um, Arlo um, copes with the, and it's quite like a, it's quite like a Herzog, like Eastern idea that nature is not at all evil and is not exactly um, good either. It just is. And this is the sort of nature that the film wants to depict. So the question is, how much would it have been improved by a Herzog? Um, narration the whole way through <laughs> um, that's actually quite yeah maybe maybe it would um, maybe it would I mean there are intense scenes um, there is a really intense um, uh, flood and uh, things like that happen um, but nature in the film is scarier than any of the dinosaurs which is which is strange because I mean half the appeal with dinosaurs is that they're these bloodthirsty monsters. And but, but these are good dinosaurs. They're all good dinosaurs. I mean the the the, the most grisly you get is um, are the T Rexes, who are sort of so the whole film has this um, uh, like kind of semi western slant to it. Um, there are like banjos and the soundtrack everywhere, and and the um, and the scenery is is really reminiscent of like um, American landscapes. In in fact, it it, it looks um, there are lots of Pixar artists who um, sketch mm-hmm. in the mornings, like around, and in the uh, at the weekends, like around there, and paint around the the. Um, in the surrounding areas. And it looks to me like they've taken a lot of inspiration from those paintings and put them into the, into the scenery. Um, but yeah, but the, the, the problem with it is, is it's trying to like build up this idea of nature being this really fearsome, um, monster. But when it comes to it, it can't actually deliver that because it's, it's one of these like new PGs, which is not actually a PG because there's no blood <laughs> and there's no, um, like inkling of 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 actual like violence. I mean, like there are a few cuts and bruises, but like the T Rexes open their mouths and scream, and they look like Rex. <laughs> they're the completely bloodless teeth, and they look super clean. Um, and the T Rexes are more like cowboys in like the Western like um uh, parallels they have going through the film. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was disappointing. There's no other way to say it, which is, uh, and and that is also approaching it really on its own terms as mm-hmm. something which is trying to be a smaller film, um, and trying to be a simple story well told. Uh, yeah, that I mean, that's it, really. I mean, the the 
it's it's I would it's worth going to see for the stunning scenery because it truly is stunning. Also, incidentally, I never had a problem um, with what was before it was released. The film's biggest criticism is that Arlo really stands out from his world. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that because that was actually thematically important. Um, and that's not just a get out. I mean, it really is kind of set up in the first act that he does not belong in this world. So, um, I was, I was fine with that really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just a little bit, uh, a little bit disappointing because it has really brilliant moments and flashes of something which is, which is really unique and interesting, but it doesn't quite go there. And, you know, stepping out outside of the way I've been talking about it for a second, I can't help but feel that was the result of the travel production and them saying, you know, really getting into trouble and, and saying, okay, well, let's just do it good. Let's just do a good, simple story and not really having time to to fuss too much about um, about uh, developing things too much. Yes, we'll never know. No, we Until... we really won't because Pixar keep keep those things quiet. But I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how how other people um, respond to it because um, the problem with Pixar movies is that they 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 uh, they suffer from a consensus kind of opinion. You know. Um, Brave and Monsters University are always mentioned in the same breath as being terrible. I don't think they are at all. I really like those films. And I can certainly like imagine someone having that response to The Good Dinosaur. Uh, but it's it's borderline. It's it's good but not great. And in fact it's it's not really uh good enough to be good unfortunately Ugh. yeah it's 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 just very disappointing i mean it, it it's it's fun while you're watching it but but there's not much to chew on afterwards damn shame but obviously i will draw my own conclusions you have to yeah you know you really do um because uh as i said i didn't i wasn't not enjoying it there were just sequences where I was kind of going oh nothing's happening here and I'm not really feeling much and uh, that's a problem is there anything else do you feel watching you wanted to talk about um it's been a few weeks don't know if there's anything else a few weeks well it's been a couple of weeks has it <laughs> you know what man I really cannot think um yes. I've seen Good Dinosaur. That was good. <laughs> yeah, There's plenty. I just um no no I think that's it for me really. Okay, then I have watched some things as well. Um, I will quickly mention that I watched the an anime series called Cop- Copellian that you can read the review of on animationforadults.com and. 
I enjoyed that show. It is a series set after there's been a major nuclear accident in the Tokyo area and it's become uninhabitable and it's about a bunch of because oh, this is anime a um, bunch of teenagers <laughs> who have been genetically engineered to basically not be affected by the radiation mm-hmm. and they get they get sent in as like to rescue people that are still living out there um, and it was an interesting show because it sort of got a got this like curiously like relaxed atmosphere where not that much happens sort of thing mm. but it's um I I really enjoyed it actually um, like slice of life in the apocalypse kind of yeah <laughs> but there's um there's also there's also a bit of a bigger plot mm. like there's there turns out to be some evil Capellian as well there's this amazing bit of dialogue where they go oh it turns out that the the human that they were cloned from this certain actress turned out to be a, secretly a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's a bit of a, a bit of a mistake there so these ones are crazy and anime yes. writing has those gems though doesn't it yeah. people die oh so you die if you are killed <laughs> and then um, there was also a bunch there's like the first division are the other bad guys who are, who who got left behind after the accident. So they're like these soldiers with um with um gas masks who are out for revenge. And it's you know it's all a bit it's all a bit inconsequential inconsequential and everything. But oh right, um that's interesting. But I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it had it had a good atmosphere. It sort of had a sort of nice, slightly melancholic sort of atmosphere. Did, did, um, did it have much to say thematically? Because I think, um, like, uh, y- you know, um, usually when a Japanese uh, film or book or work or anything um, invokes uh, nuclear ideas, it, it's saying something. Does it have anything new to say about nuclear disasters for 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 for, for this age? I don't really think so, and it sort of had mm-hmm. like the um, it predates like the recent um, the, Fukushima. The, the, man- the manga it's based on predates the Fukushima disaster. Uh-huh. Uh But the um, it didn't. It was going to be adapted earlier, um, and then it it mm-hmm. um. It took a while to come to screen because of you know it being a bit right. sensitive yes. issue. Just a bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but it's also got a, it's actually got some really nice animation. It's got these beautiful backgrounds that remind that look like something out of The Last of Us, basically. Um, and then like the characters, they've quite often got like really dark lines on them, and they sort of contrast the background, and it just looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I'm maybe not sound making it sound amazing, but I did you know, I just I really enjoyed it. It's like a shortish series. Mm-hmm. Um and you can read my review and it's one of these things where I was writing a review, I was thinking, Oh, this is probably gonna be a three star and as I was writing it it sort of eh, it sort of turned into a four star review, so <laughs> Okay. Um 
you know, not classic or anything, but if you like, if you like um, your anime and you like your sci-fi and you like something with a bit different atmosphere, I think it's worth checking out because mm. um, you can. It is available streaming in various places as well, and it's out now on Blu-ray and DVD as well in the UK and the US. Um, and then I also watched DreamWorks is Home at last because um, it's uh, popped up on US Netflix recently. Um, before I say what I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> I would just like to say that the review of it on the website was written by Chelsea, and she really liked it. Um, she gave it four stars. So, but you think she's opinion, wrong? I'm not going to. No, other opinions are available. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, I'm not. Well, one, I'm not surprised. Why is it not good? Well, I my my relationship with this film went lusty. Went lusty. Uh, went lusty. Mm-hmm. Um, when the I saw the trailers and everything. I thought, oh, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> and it, I worked out the reason I I had this this opinion, particularly was because there were a couple of like we were talking about the cheapo sort of animated films earlier from other studios. Um, there were a couple. There were there were a couple like set on alien planets. There was one called. Um, Planet Fifty One and yeah. Planet Fifty One, and then there was the other one called Escape from Planet Earth, and they both look sort of the same. And to Home looks like that. <laughs> I thought it looked like that, but then I was hearing all these positive things about about it having good representation and stuff, and it being you know having all these really positive things. So I really wanted to like it mm. for you know for liberal wishy washy reasons. Um, but actually watching the film, my first opinion I kind of stick by because, um, firstly, I there are bits of it that look really pretty, yeah. but um, uh, the animation's not it's not anywhere up with DreamWorks's best. Well, going I, with I mean, my AB Studio theory, it looks. I mean, had I it totally. I had that in my mind when I was watching. It. I was thinking this from what you said I was thinking this is definitely their their B squad because um, it's just the animation story any good? The, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's just the writing and everything it's just all it it it's more like a kids movie but okay. which is sort of dumbing yeah dumbing okay I, 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 I have um yeah, my thoughts about when when people say kids movies, it can mean a hundred things, mm. and I know what you mean. Um, and I'm actually really really bored, and I was never um too enamoured with those films when I was a kid myself. I mean, there were some films which were like obviously kids movies, like Spy Kids, where I was yeah. like, okay, I get this is for kids, but I'm kind of entertained by it. But when it comes to like other things, you can just tell that something is being done not because the creators think it's funny, but because they think that kids will find it funny. Thing is, I do know like my nieces watched it and enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I know it has appealed to kids, but I don't. I just don't think there's anything really to it for 
anyone you know who's old enough. Yeah, I mean, and and it kind of it that bothers me because it's a little bit like I think that well, I I I, I generally do think that kids entertainment should be the best entertainment mm-hmm. because you should really give kids something to to cherish and something that's important and speaks about the world and how things are and i don't think it's too hard to keep kids distracted but to give them something which they are going to cherish is a completely different endeavor and when you think of like you know Roald Dahl um Roald Dahl books mm-hmm. or I don't know Ghibli movies or something something things that like a, a, or or some Pixar movies do it where you you really you can really tell the creators are not speaking down to kids and not like just throwing in fart gags and you know like little jokes where characters doing a funny dance because they know that it's going to make the four-year-olds in the audience giggle. You've just so you've just described home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. there was um, there was as I was watching it. I I don't know. If got about ten minutes in, and I thought, you know what's going to this film? This film is going to end with all the characters dancing. Oh, holy it? shit! It's one of those. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> To be fair, though, it was before the credits rather than actually as the credits run. But still, I was right. And also, like one of the only good gags in it, uh, I admit, did make me laugh. There was um, one bit with the alien is talking about number ones and number twos, and he goes, "We do number threes." <laughs> just That's quite funny. Say, yeah, That's quite funny. We, we do number threes. You, you don't <laughs> want to be around when that happens. We only do one a year. <laughs> You have to take it off work, and it was like, <laughs> okay, good. that that's quite good. That's good. But I I think um, I don't think DreamWorks are generally sort of in in the area of making movies for kids. I think you know, like from Shrek onwards, they were sort of like, we're just going to make movies for for you know, sort of aimed at adults more, and hope you know the kids get in on it with all the you know all the cultural references and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think perhaps they were trying to do that with um, Home. It's just they failed because it's not funny. <laughs> um, and part of the problem is Jim Parsons is just rubbish. <laughs> oh, he is. He he has. He does one thing. He does one thing. He's he's so annoying. Yeah, he is. The only yeah. the only good thing he's done is when when he's in the Muppets movie and he appears as the human version of um of Walter in the Man. Of mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the only good thing he's ever done, and yeah. that's the first time we've actually referenced Muppets in several episodes. So, callback. So there you go. We no, we don't want to let you down. We've referenced Muppets. <clears throat> um, yeah, Jim Parsons is rubbish. Uh, the way they the characters talk is annoying, um, and Rihanna's also not good. She's not an actress, but. <laughs> She d- they don't she, care. Don't she wasn't brought on because she was an actress. She was brought on because she's a name. Yep, and they have several incidents. Oh, look, there's some Rihanna music playing. And right, so it was a deal for other... her. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, like, she doesn't, um, she doesn't, 
sound like a child <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's like I I don't know how old the character's supposed to be. I I'd guess at sort of eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. but she sounds like a grown ass woman. <laughs> she just does. Mm-hmm. Um, and the character doesn't particularly look like a child either, but she's supposed to be. Um, so that didn't work either. Yeah, it's just it's just really meh to be honest. And the um, the gulf in quality between like How to Train Your Dragon Two and Home is quite massive. And uh, yeah, and this is what is so strange about DreamWorks is without that quality control. And I I I understand that it. it Running movie studios is is a business, and you have to make business decisions. But mm. people are gonna like have ideas about the sorts of things that you're happy to put out. And the DreamWorks name doesn't really mean anything if you ha- if 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 they happily churn out things like this. But it's been one of their biggest hits for a while, so it's probably gonna be a franchise. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if you saw that image images going around like of little girls sitting next to the pictures of the main character going look it's like me that is so positive and you know I want to encourage that so I it's no pleasure in, yeah, in, um, yeah exactly. insulting this film particularly because of the positive things it did and I will also say that I, I quite liked the sort of end twist thing they did not the very end where they danced that was where it was that um, long no, it's it's a twist revolving around the um, who the supposed villain is. Um, it's it's an idea that has it wasn't completely original, but I went oh no, I quite like that. Okay, so sure. I wanted to you know say something positive to, to end, but I would say Home is not not up there with DreamWorks' best in any sense. <laughs> but I did watch it. And also, I this could be part of a a new section called Chris watches things that other people on the podcast have recommended. Snappy title. Um, I watched one of your favourites. I watched Fooly Cooley on Blu-ray recently for the very first time. I've watched. You watched on Blu-ray watched, for the first time. I think I watched. <clears throat> I I did watch like possibly one episode or two episodes like years back right. um like when i was in when i was in uni and there were a couple of friends of friends were, were more into anime and they downloaded some <laughs> fan subs or whatever um well, it was probably years before there was a dvd yeah um and mm. i got showed a few things like episodes of naruto or whatever yeah. and one thing i got we watched was like the first episode of really coolly and I think that was all the only time I've ever watched it and then but having heard you go on about it <laughs> and other, other people also go on no, about really it really did yeah yeah um, <clears throat> I stuck it on my rental list and it showed up recently and I ah, should I watch these you know and it's a nice little six part series not much to get through yeah um, you can watch it in a in a long evening yeah I I did it over a couple of days, Mm -hmm. but um, I think, you know, if I'd watched it back in the day, I might have reacted more, but I liked it. It does some really interesting animation things, Mm -hmm. and it's very Gainax, and also um, it's interesting 
like as like from the perspective of like watching Trigger stuff now, uh, like the um uh, the guy who directed Kill the Kill and stuff. Um, Imaishi. Yeah, Imaishi. Imaishi's all yeah. He's got his fingerprints all over. Yeah. And also Sushio, the character designer of mm-hmm. um, uh, Kill the Kill and things. Yeah, it was it's very interesting to watch, like from a, okay. a, a anime history perspective type mm-hmm. thing, and you know, it, and is part of Gainax's filmography. So yeah, I I did enjoy it. Um, I can see sort of why it'd be formative. Like if you'd never seen anything like that, I think you know from the perspective of now, you've you will have seen, you know, especially if you're me and you've watched a lot of anime. You will have seen a lot of things that are similar. No, I haven't watched bunch. I haven't watched nearly as much anime as you have. Mm-hmm. For me, though, it really is unique. So I'm okay. inter- yeah, I'm interested. Like, what 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 else is kind of similar to it? Now I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, I th- I, this kind of have you ever seen Redline? Uh, I have. That's not really similar at all, is it? <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll get into like why I like Fruity Cootie. Yes. It's because when you first watch it, it is just a crazy bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like some funny parts, some cool jokes, some amazing animation, colourful, it's got the best soundtrack mm-hmm. um, but I think there's like thematically so much going on um, when it comes to the idea of like maturing and and you know it's got the whole um, adults acting like kids kids mm-hmm. being expected to behave more like adults kind of thing going on it's got lots of metaphors. I mean, you know, some more obvious than others um, about um, like puberty and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's really unique uh, in in the way it tells its story because it's not. It, it's it's more like a. It, it's got this sort of energy of like a music video, mm-hmm. and it's and it's constantly moving forwards and. Sometimes you'll suddenly end up somewhere and you don't know where you are and someone will be doing something or people are just hanging out and there's a robot. It was, I mean, I, I think I saw it at the perfect age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but also like when I, when I rewatch it, I get an awful lot out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, how, 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 how do you think of the story? It's weird. Right, right. <laughs> it's very weird, and it's it's quite um. Uh, I, it's, I was like, "Is this what's going on?" <laughs> type thing, which is quite a lot, quite a lot of anime. You get that sort of sensation. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well, this is for me like why it's it's actually um important because it's because it's quite meta. There are lots of things going on which are like references to old Gainax shows or oh, yeah. or yeah. old um, 
you know, um, bits of obscure Japanese pop culture or South Park. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I completely forgot about the South Park. Yeah, it's weird, isn't um, it? Uh, that was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, <laughs> watching anime, and then suddenly it turns in, they do a South Park reference. South Park um, was really new at that point as well. It was like only yeah. every year. Um, yeah. And there's even... A, yeah, from the uh, <clears throat> the obscure references things, there's even a reference to like the video that Gainax did for um, like a convention back in the eighties. One of the first things they Dicom. did. They did Dicom yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah. That is proper. That's some deep cut. That's a deep cut. Is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but what that... I like about it is it is this like collage of things that don't seem to make any sense. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it a few times and 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 you and you, I think there is a lot going on and it's kind of it's using all these things in the right way to speak about like growing up really and 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 uh, <clears throat> how this kid finds himself in in. Um, in this like weird modern world that he doesn't understand, and weird robots come out of his head. Except weird robots come out of his head, and and you know a lot of that is to do with, you know, like in the first episode when he has the bandage, and he keeps getting like the weird like forehead boner thing. <laughs> like there's, I mean, it's kind of funny, but then it's also kind of quite thematically important and then I I don't know, I think it's 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 a really smart blend of things which are blatantly pop culture references and like otaku catnip mm-hmm. and things that really make sense and are um as well considered as like the best fine art. You. So, but 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 yeah, I um, it, it's very interesting also that you're seeing it because it was one of the first. I don't know, maybe it wasn't the first anime series I saw, but I saw it when I was, oh my goodness, I think I was about fourteen when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't seen much at that point, much of anything. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I guess, like, maybe you kind of have the problem of, like, watching, you know, that thing of, um, everyone says when you watch The Simpsons, ruins yeah. a bunch of other things for you, because mm-hmm. they're kind of referencing, <laughs> um, uh, they're referencing things which are in and of themselves something else, and when you go and watch those other things, like, I don't know if you watch The Shining after watching an episode of The Simpsons. You're like, <laughs> oh, no TV. Hey, this is The Shining. Yeah, The Shining. And, oh, no beer and TV makes, <laughs> you know. Home is something, something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there is the danger of, you know, people hearing about Fooly Cooly and going back to it and going, I don't know what the fuss is about. I'm not saying that is exactly my reaction because... You know, I, I appreciated it for what it was from my perspective, but um, I can see that there are people who are gonna. I mean, 
you know, at this point, it's it's like more than more than fifteen years old. Yeah. So this is contemporary with like cowboy bebop or whatever. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's also, I think. Uh, uh, it's it's significant because I think it was one of the first things shown on Cartoon Network. Oh right. Um, or no, uh, Toonami, I think. Mm-hmm. And it and it you know it has um, like a cult significance. Mm. Uh, there, I just also I just really love the atmosphere it builds, mm-hmm. and that soundtrack is just like. Um, by by the pillows, it kind of sounds a little bit like like Brit poppy. It sounds like an Oasis kind of throwback to me. Yeah. Um, it's just like super cozy, really, for me. <laughs> it's like watching watching Foodie Cootie because it's just like mm-hmm. people hanging out, smoking, sitting by the river, not doing much, and then crazy stuff happens and. It, it doesn't make sense on the surface, but it, it's, it's. I think it's got a lot going on in around it. Mm-hmm. But it is also very much, as I said before, like a, a taku cat hip. Because mm-hmm. it's got all the fan service and panty shots and, you know, guns and action that you'd expect from a Gainax show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Although maybe not as much as the Gainax bounce as other shows. <laughs> no, no. I think I think it's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a sort of collage, I just I just love it because it's it, it's it is really and and if you um, it's a it's a real um, collage of lots of animators' styles as well. They were, they just really went to town. You know, there are so, there are certain sequences where, um, animators as unique as like Shinya Ohira, um, can just like riff and just do a bit. And he, he, he did the sequence where like there's, um, it, it turns super realistic. And yeah. there's like, um, the girl just like drinking tea and then there's a cat and it kind of looks like this weird like pulsating blob um he he did he did he did that stuff and uh yeah as 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 technically at least um it's 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 amazing but but it is interesting you also saying like you seeing it through (laughs) the lens of time because Mm i i've always um for me, it's not dated at all. I, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, like, like if someone goes back and watches like Cowboy Bebop now for the first mm-hmm. time, like they'll be like, oh, I d- just don't know what the fuss is about. This is all old and stuff. And you know, that's like my favourite sort of old anime, right? From that, yeah, that's that true. Era. Yeah, I watched and Super just... I watched like old, like um. I watched Future Boy Conan and <laughs> and uh, Panda Go Panda and things and uh, I've I've got a real soft spot for sort of seventies <clears throat> and eighties and yeah and actually Fruity Cootie was was kind of significant in that it was on the edge of um, it was really cutting edge of digital 
animation production mm-hmm. um when it came to like compositing and things like that yeah i think there's a sequence in episode one where um they're like sitting around the dinner table and it suddenly turns into like a manga uh, oh, yeah that's it happens twice in the series i think oh right well that was actually the hardest thing for them to produce because at the time, they had to they had to like they had to draw the art, scan it, and and fly around the image, and the image was so huge that mm. it took them like days and days to render this yeah. thing, which would like you know be um, a piece of cake nowadays. They were really pushing, you know, what the, what the computer could do to help. But what's funny about that is the idea that people will look at that and go, oh, look, they're just trying to save a bit of budget. It's just cheap Japanese animation. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, that's the hardest bit that they yeah. could do back then. Um, I will say the Blu-ray, very good quality, which is, you know, it's quite interesting when you go back and, like, watch sort of anime from that era on Blu-ray because mm. it's always a bit of a... Yeah, you're not sure. I, I'm, I am, I, I'm, I'm really pleased that it has a decent transfer because it was originally um, an OVA. It mm. was just released on VHS. Yeah, but a lot of stuff, um, I think, was done on film like, mm-hmm. further back. So that when that gets transferred, that I mean, the Cowboy Bebop um, transfer is pretty awesome as well. Oh, really? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, which is good. Um, there's one as there was um, one of the anime I loved back um, sort of in my sort of uni sort of stage um, was Excel Saga that I've mentioned before um, which is a really loopy uh, spoofy thing that does constant references to all different anime and it had this best special feature on it which was like there was like a trivia track that popped up and pointed out references and stuff. Oh right, yeah. And I, I thought it'd be really good to have one of them for. for the do you know what? The, do you know what? Do you know what? There is one of those uh, on on spaced. Oh yeah, the DVD yeah, space. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually uh, the uh, the commentary if if it came with a commentary is really good for Fully Cooley. It did have that. Yeah, uh, but I'll admit I didn't watch it because I thought. Didn't really feel like a subtitle commentary at that point. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I would, um, yeah, no. I, I, I watch it with the commentary on my like fourth rewatch, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it's, it's quite weird. Like the commentary is like, uh, it, it's. I think it's um, a member of the U.S. staff talking to the director. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's a Japanese woman talking to the director, and he's like asking about how Americans would uh, see it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there are some really weird moments where he's like, oh, there's like a handheld game here. Do people have those in America? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be silly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad you've glad you seen it. Yeah, I, I didn't really have much insight to offer. It's not on, a casualty either. It's six episodes, so if you didn't mm. like it, then uh, then it's only no. like four hours or so. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a case of not liking it. Mm. It was just um, it was. 
I didn't have the same experience as you, obviously. So it's different, different um, experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, Guillermo del Toro says, you know, he says that the old um, Chinese proverb, "No man ever steps into the same river twice," applies to films. Mm. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I, I, I'm. If I'm being honest, I probably am not fully able to separate my enjoyment of Fruity Cootie with um, my first watch when I was, you know, 14 and just watching it, you know, on a CRT monitor in my parents' house. I was too young, you know, I was too young to go out or do anything exciting and you know, anime really is, I think anime really, really does cater for that, um, for that age group mm-hmm. as a, as a form of escapism, really. Yes. But, I would say, pretty coolly, it's worth watching, and Dan obviously definitely recommends it, um, more than I did, obviously, in more, more, stronger terms, especially, if you're 14, I guess. <laughs> but maybe you shouldn't be listening to this. Cause it's for adults. <laughs> yeah. I am really rambling now. You're 14 um, in your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, that pretty much sums up what I've been watching. And I think probably we should about wrap it up about there. Yeah, why not? Why not? That's a good place to yeah. end. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for joining us again for another episode of the AFA podcast. Um, you can follow all the latest animation news, reviews, interviews and stuff at animationforadults.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash animationforadults. You can follow us on Twitter at AFA blog and also find us on Tumblr, Pinterest and Google+. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Christor. That's Mr. Spell Out as a word, not MR. Um, and then Chris, then TOR. And Dan? You can you can follow me on Twitter at Hamu, H-A-M-M-O-O. Okay, and we will see you very soon for some more animation chat. And goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Take a total